You are tuned in to the 100th episode of the Path of Revelation podcast. We're about to get it in, y'all. Offer your name, say, say so. Deny myself, I'll grow. I almost quit, came close. So many times, Lord knows. If you tell me, let go. You give me grace to not fold. Strip for my soul. Lord only knows. Wanna let go, tell me let go Of everything that's not like you, Lord, kill it if you say so I need you right now, my flesh wildin' Temptation is breaking, fall for the bait is waste like a thousand pounds But can forfeit the mission, my Lord, you are risen with all of the power And your grace is sufficient, so no, I'm not quitting, no tossing the towels Can't be thrown in, cause when I am weak, it's your strength is made perfect and now I praise and be led by his spirit and don't have to follow the crowd No Christ, that's scary We'll compromise the rest alive of cemeteries Necessary, cut ties, love berry Relationships that make us slip and grow weary Entertaining and embracing the temptation Bad friends cheer from who's you make to forsake them You be accepted if you profess them But you are faking false converts We'll praise the Lord, worship and Satan Offer your name, say, say so Deny myself, I'll grow I almost quit, came close So many times, Lord knows If you tell me, let go You give me grace to not fold for my soul, Lord only knows. If you say so, say so. Help me let go, help me let go. I don't wanna be distracted. Help me say no, say no, say no. Do these strongholds, do these strongholds, strongholds. I need your hand. Yeah. Your grace, I need it. Grace, I need it. Oh, so need it. Oh, so need it. I wanna see your hand, but Lord, I feel just so defeated. Yeah. Grace, I need it. Grace, I need it. Oh, so need it. Oh, so need it. I wanna see your hand, but Lord, I feel just so defeated. I'm really not worthy, undeserving. Grace has grace that I could not earn it. Snakes I face, bro, I could not turn it. Your grace gave grace to escape from burning. Escape from burning. And I am not free. Was saved by the sun that was hung on the tree. Yeah. Died and erodes and defeated defeat. That very same power is living in me. Living in me. As I breathe and I walk. Say what he say as I breathe and I talk. Humbly pray that I never get off. The path that he lays is a carrier's cross. Carry it, carry it, never would bury it. Freeing some slaves, kinda like Harriet. Don't let me turn, do this is scary. Faithful to God, so grateful to carry his. Offer your name, say, say so. Deny myself, I'll grow. I almost quit, came close. So many times, Lord knows. If you tell me, let go. You give me grace to not fold. Strip my soul. Lord only knows. Sunday when it's preaching with a lot of hands reaching Oscar worthy, screaming that he's worthy But heart don't match the praise that's dispersing From my lips, you're thorough when you search me Despite the filth, you love me, that's your mercy I wanna be real, wanna be real Cleanse me, purge me Of everything I like, you and her knees Like since knees, bent knees So, when it's all said and done, Lord God, please Help me to ride When they threaten to kill and the tears are revealed And abandon your side Offer your name, say, say so Deny myself, I'll grow Lord knows If you tell me let go You give me grace to not fold Strip for my soul Lord only knows If you 
Episode 100 of the Path of Revelation podcast. Listen, I'm Gabriel Parker. I'm your host. I'm super excited, y'all. I'm super excited and I'm super humbled. I just want to thank everyone from the bottom of my heart who has supported the Path of Revelation podcast up until this point. It means the world to me and I don't take each listener, each uh, stream, I, I, I don't take any of it for granted because there are millions maybe millions of podcasts out there there are thousands of christian podcasts that you could be tuning into and you probably do but you choose but the path of revelation podcast is one of your choices that you choose to tune in and i've been blessed by the support um over the uh over this period of time from episode one to episode 100 now and <laughs> I'm, I'm just happy y'all i'm really happy because this podcast is something that I take really seriously and I I actually take my podcast just as serious if not more serious than my music and the reason why is because I, I, I believe that the podcast is just as effective if not more effective than my music and, and let me explain why because on a podcast you don't have the distraction of music per se when when a topic is being addressed and what i mean by that is sometimes when 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 people because people listen to music differently and not saying that people don't listen to podcasts differently but people listen to music differently you have some people who listen to music for the artistic aspect for the for the talent and the skill aspect and they're not Paying, they're not listening um, to it for lyrics or content. And then you have people who listen to it for content and the artistic aspect. And, and so sometimes I feel like with music, um, you can say one of the you can say some of the most profound things with music and it goes over people's heads because people are distracted or tuned in to the artistic aspect or the or the beat people are listening to the beat they're listening to the vibe instead of actually trying to listen to the content and digest the content and apply it to their life and so with the podcast I feel like I have more time to actually uh, flesh out topics as opposed to only having three to four minutes on a song or two to two minutes and 50 seconds on a song to cover a weighty topic uh, whereas on a podcast we can walk through the scriptures we can talk about different dynamics and things of that nature and so I really appreciate you guys for rocking with the podcast because the podcast um, is where you guys really get to hear my heart and hear how I feel about different topics and and for you guys who have been listening consistently, 
you guys know I never claim to be perfect. I never claim to have all the answers. I never claim to be uh, faultless <laughs> or, or perfect. But my goal is always to glorify Jesus and, and approach topics with a biblical lens. And so that's why the, the, the slogan of this show is where the culture meets scripture. Because I truly believe in my heart, our aim as believers and followers of Jesus should be to not elect, allow culture to consume us, but for us to approach culture in this world with the mind of Christ. The Bible says, let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus, and, 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 and that's Philippians 2, 5. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation. And, we, and it goes on to talk about how he humbled himself and took on the likeness of a, of a man and, and a servant, and he humbled himself to the death of the cross. And, and so we as believers, have to learn how to put on the mind of Christ. There's so many things coming our way. There's so many influences in the world. There's so many voices um, in the world. We have to make sure that our hearts are fixed on the on the word of the Lord. We have to make sure that our hearts are fixed on the voice of God. And so that should be the dominant voice in our lives. And so I'm excited. This is episode 100. Um, I start I wanted to start this show off with with my song If You Say So remix featuring C Micah because I just released the music video for for that song. Unfortunately, I did not get C Micah on the video. C Micah's in St. Louis. I'm in Detroit. And um with the time frame, the videographer that I went with for this video, he had a special going on last month. And between work and business and my schedule, it was kind of like take advantage of this right now or don't take advantage of it at all. And so I had a small window and and with my finances, I I, I, did, I wasn't able to get see Micah here in Detroit to shoot the video. And and for all of you guys, and I just want to share my heart with you guys as an independent creator and, and for the. For the independent creators who are listening today, many of you guys can identify with this as an independent artist, as an independent podcaster, meaning I don't have a team um, that's helping uh, me with my production. I don't have a team that's necessarily uh, helping me put things together um, as an independent creator. It's very hard. It's, it's very challenging and and one of the things that I wish I was able to do with Paradigm Shift is uh, with the visuals that I did for the songs that had features on them, I wish I could have had those features in the music videos. Um, just like uh, C. Micah wasn't in If You Say So remix, uh, Supremacy 2, the video I shot for that, Mouthpiece wasn't in it. And... Um, it's because a lot of it has to do with being an independent artist. Finances are and, and resources are limited. Um, also, because what I do with the podcast and music is ministry for me. Um, it's not my job. 
Like I have a job and a business and a family to tend to. And so because my podcast and my music are not primary sources of income uh, for me, uh, what I'm able to do is limited sometimes. Um, and I wish I would have been able to get those brothers on the music videos, but I had to share that with you guys because um, as I reflect over the time that I've been doing this podcast, this is episode 100, man, it's been a roller coaster ride and it's been highs and it's been lows. Um, it's been things happening at times where I did not share with you guys in my personal life, spiritual attacks, um, mental attacks, just different things happening. But my goal, I I'm just grateful today because God has brought us to this point. God has brought me to episode 100 and I'm excited. I'm excited about the next 100 episodes. I'm excited about the potential of where this podcast is going and I just again, I want to say thank you to everyone who has supported up until this point. Um, it means a lot. It means a lot to me. But listen, we just came out of Resurrection Weekend, one of my favorite times of the year, because it is a time where we collectively as the body of Christ celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and Savior. And, I, and one of the reasons why I love this time because you have people who have no interest in going to church who who will gather up their family and go to church this one weekend and so this may be the only time that they go to church all year and this may be the only time that they hear the good news of the gospel all year and so I love this. I love this time of the year. Some of us might say, man, the only time, the only reason why a lot of people are going to church is because they just want to dress up and um, look cute or, or get a photo op with their family so they can post on, on social media and stuff. And look, you know, that may be true for some people, but so what? As long as people hear this message. And so I love um, Resurrection Weekend. Um, for that reason. Um, but as I begin to think about the resurrection of Jesus and what it means to us as believers, um, one of the thoughts that I had is, hey, this message of the resurrection isn't meant to be just a holiday message. <laughs> it's, and what I mean by that is, the resurrection of Jesus is what legitimizes our faith. It is one of the most important, if not the most important aspect of our faith, because if Jesus didn't rise from the grave, then our faith is in vain. When we look at first Corinthians chapter 15, verse 12 through, I want to say 18, it says, now, if Christ is proclaimed as raised from the dead, how can some of you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is in vain and your faith is in vain. Verse 15, we are even found to be misrepresenting God 
because we testified about God that he raised Christ, whom he did not raise, if it is true that the dead are not raised. For if did for if the dead are not raised, not even Christ has been raised. Verse 17. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile or failure or pointless. And you are still in your sins. Then those also who have fallen asleep in Christ or died in Christ have perished. So if Christ um, verse 19, if in Christ we have hope in this life only, we are all of people most to be pitied. So in other words, if Christ did not rise from the grave, our faith is pointless. Our preaching is in vain. The 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 stances that we're taking are pointless. If Christ did not rise from the grave, but he is risen he is risen. History supports that he is risen. The church growing in the midst of persecution where it literally would make no sense to proclaim uh, to be a follower of Christ because there was no financial gain. There was no fame and notoriety in the world to be gained. There was no um, there was no perks to proclaiming to be a Christian um, yet. This faith spread as a result of um, and it and it spread on the back that, hey, he is risen. He he has risen like he said. If Christ did not rise from the grave like he said he was going to rise, that would make him a liar. And so that would that would disqualify him as um, to be the sacrifice for our sins. And so he is risen. And so as I begin to think about this. Since Christ, I had a, I have a question for you guys, and, and it's been a question that I've been asking myself. Since Christ is risen, how does that reflect in your life? How does that reflect in your life? This has been a question that I've been asking myself, and I want to encourage you guys to ask yourself right now. Since Christ is risen, how does this affect your life? How does it affect your marriage? How does it affect how you raise your children? How does it affect how you carry yourself at work? How does it affect the type of family member or friend that you are? Since Christ is, is risen, how does it affect how you move on social media? Do, does my lifestyle reflect a risen savior or a mythological savior <laughs> does my faith and 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 my lifestyle reflect that he is risen or that he's still in the grave and so i want to pose that question to you guys today because I don't want to be the Christian that that one moment this past weekend is celebrating a risen savior. And then the next minute I'm 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 celebrating the world. I'm celebrating things that are antichrist. And so that's a question I want to po um, want, want to pose to you guys today. Let's continue to share the good news of Jesus. 
let's not let it just be a week a, t- a weekend uh, message or a holiday message for us but let it be the message that 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 we share all year with people hey he is who he said he is and he died for your sins and he loves you repent and believe this good news repent and believe the gospel but listen i want to uh take a quick break and and go into another featured song for this episode by my brother j will music the title of this song is be inspired but before we get into that i'm excited this is episode 100 in this next segment i'm going to be talking about um are we as christians do we as christians lack balance and what i mean by that i want to talk about this in light of how we respond to situations like little nas x or how we respond to uh situations like what has happened with dmx as well Uh, and so this next segment i'm going to be asking the question do we as christians lack balance but listen let's hop into the featured song the second feature song for this episode by my brother j will music be inspired from his new ep which is a three song ep he just released let's hop into the song stop saying what you gonna do till you do what you said when you opened that Bible, you knew what you read. You felt it deep in your soul. The promise did not expire. Be inspired. Stop saying what you gonna do till you do what you said. When you opened that Bible, you knew what you read. You felt it deep in your soul. The promise did not expire. Be inspired. I can see beyond the tears you cry. And the pain you feel. I saw every hill you had to climb. Just to make it here. When you say you ain't afraid to die, is it fake to fear? Is it safe to say you lie? You can be real with me. When you blame the haters, God made you. God made you. You're the reason you ain't made it. You're the reason you ain't made it. Take your focus off the fame. See the purpose that He gave you. Create to lift His name. Jesus. That's how we go from down and out to made new. I can see the newer you, the safe soul It's deeper than the dollars and the pesos The devil is still on attack, you gotta be quicker than that Stored up treasure in heaven, you can't be richer than that I mean, how you gonna be richer than that? Stop saying what you gonna do till you do what you said When you opened that Bible, you knew what you read You felt it deep in your soul The promise did not expire, be inspired Stop saying what you gon' do till you do what you said When you opened that Bible, you knew what you read You felt it deep in your soul The promise did not expire, be inspired God told me to go to Nineveh I replied back, Nineveh never I'm on my way to Tarshish Then I started drowning God told me to go to Nineveh I replied back, nah, nah, never I'm on my way to Tarshish Then I started drowning When my eyes opened, there was darkness all around What I thought was killing me was saving me for now Allowing me to grow, 
experience some downs If I hit the clouds, I will not forget the ground I won't be entitled, but my title be inspired I say death to lazy when I'm tired of being tired Gifted with a gift and I'ma give it till it's gone Not too long from now, you probably get another song yeah, I mean, I stay in the studio, man. Stop saying what you gon' do till you do what you said. When you opened that Bible, you knew what you read. You felt it deep in your soul. The promise did not expire. Be inspired. Stop saying what you gon' do till you do what you said. When you opened that Bible, you knew what you read. You felt it deep in your soul. The promise did not expire. Be inspired. God told me to go to Nineveh I replied back, Nina never I'm on my way to Tarshish Then I started drowning God told me to go to Nineveh I replied back, Nina never I'm on my way to Tarshish Then I started drowning My inspiration, the word of God, open the Bible in the beginning, God created, so you know what I do I'm not a rival, and no, I don't want idols I have no idea what I would be without him Lord, keep me on this creative path You got me on, in my purpose, I'm in a zone It's so worth it Yeah, Lord, I wanna do right by you I don't wanna fall short Don't wanna get caught up in all this world has to offer It's a little freestyle be inspired. Yo, that was my brother J. Will Music with Be Inspired from his new three-song EP, The Inspiration. Once you guys are done listening to this episode, make sure you go stream his new EP um, or download it. Also, he's the host of Inspire God's People, the podcast, amazing podcast. I'm looking to have J. Will back on the show here pretty soon. It's going to be amazing episode whenever me and my brother get together whether it's music or just to have a dialogue it's always edifying and amazing so i'm looking forward to that but listen make sure you support um but i want to get into this topic really quickly and and it comes in the form of a question do we as christians lack balance and what i mean by that are we overly judgmental or are we too worldly at times and 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 i'm asking this question because there are two recent current events that just happened one the situation with little nas x that i tackled on last episode where little nas x does this song and video with him having sex and lap doing a lap dance with um with the devil um and then the situation that recently happened with dmx dmx let's make sure we're not we're praying for both of these brothers i know little nas x isn't necessarily in the hospital fighting for his life but let's make sure we're praying for dmx and little nas x um as well dmx for you guys who aren't familiar with dmx which most people are one of the most iconic hip-hop artists of the late nine late 90s early 2000s i'm gonna just read this article from uh yahoo um or by the root and um to kind of fill you guys in on what's going on with dmx and you know when i first heard the news it came out that he 
was on life support as the as the result of an overdose. And as many of us know, DMX's struggles with drugs, drug addiction and alcoholism is well documented. Like it's not a secret. And so when I first heard the news, man, I just my, my heart broke because I really feel like um, DMX is one of those individuals where I believe God deals with everyone. But he's he's one of those individuals where you can tell like the call of God is strong on his life and he shows it in times. Sometimes you can see the internal battle that people are having with the conviction of God and the call of God on their lives. And he's most definitely one of those individuals who um, acknowledges it, even if he never fully submitted to the call of God on his on his life. And when I say call of God, I'm not talking about um, a call to be a mega star for Jesus, because <laughs> a lot of times I, that's one thing that I hate about how we as Christians approach celebrities and God, we make their relationship and their coming to God almost a thing as if God needs their celebrity more than they need God. And and so it's almost like we view their relationship with God as, oh man, if he came to Christ, imagine how many people would come to the Lord and imagine how many people would, would be saved if he came to the Lord. And I'm always careful to say things like that because at the end of the day, it is the Holy Spirit that draws men to the Father. And I'm reminded of um, the story of the rich man and Lazarus and how the rich man, uh, once he was in hell, he was in torment in hell. He asked the Lord, hey, allow me to go back and warn my loved ones. Perhaps if they see me come back from the dead and see and, and, and hear me tell them how real hell is, perhaps they would listen. And you know what the Lord's response was to the rich man? He said they had the law and the prophets. And if they wouldn't listen to the law and the prophets, neither will they hear you. And, and so stories like that stick out to me because it's not a person's fame or celebrity that wins people to the Lord. It is a heart that is convicted by the Holy Spirit when a person sees their sin in light of a holy and righteous God and see their need for grace. That is when people repent and come to the Lord. Not when a certain celebrity gets saved. And I think that's one of the reasons why we have so many false converts in in our churches today. I think this is one of the reasons why many of our churches lack the power of God and lack sound doctrine is because we have become so personality and celebrity driven that we lose sight of basic sound doctrine and basic wisdom in the word. And so I'm also reminded of the children of Israel as well. They saw all of these miracles. Um, I'm reading in Exodus right now how the Lord um, uh, um, 
went before the children of Israel um, in a cloud by day, in a pillar of fire by night. The children of Israel literally saw God um, separate this, this, the um, Red Sea, part, part the uh, sea, and, and, and all of these miracles that they witnessed and they still rebelled because sin is a heart issue that only the Lord can deliver us from. And so it's not going to be a person's celebrity or or fame that that wins people. Of course, um, the house, the, the the seats of the church would probably be filled more <laughs> when a big name comes to the Lord and stuff, of course. But ultimately, it is the Lord. It is God who gives the increase. Some water, uh, some plant, some water. But it is God who gives the increase. But anyway, that's a side note. So DMX being hospitalized. I want to read this article by The Root. Um, it says, as DMX born Earl Simmons is on watch at the hospital following his heart attack. <clears throat> so they're saying he had a heart attack now. I don't know. I don't. Sometimes I don't know what to believe. They said it was an overdose. Another said a heart attack. I heard another um, report come out today that says, hey, he has COVID-19. So I don't know what to believe, really. But initially, the report was overdose. But let me continue reading. As DMX born Earl Simmons is on watch at the hospital following his heart attack, there have been a few more reports in regards to his medical care and health status. According to E.T., a source has stated that medical staff attempted to revive DMX twice in the house and revived him again in the hospital after he was admitted to a report um, as he was admitted due to a reported drug overdose. Quote, this is a very difficult time for the family. Quote, end of quote. The source told E.T., quote, they are standing by his bedside, holding his hand and praying. They are really in prayer mode. End of quote. The source also said that the 50 year old rapper actor recently relapsed with his drug addiction. Man, and was also diagnosed with COVID-19. A rep for the family named Angelo Ellerby told E.T. on Saturday that DMX is currently in critical condition, noting, quote, he is in a medical state from which I don't think he will recover, end of quote. On Monday, DMX's family and the Rough Riders um, to the Rescue Foundation organized a prayer visual outside of the hospital in White Plains, New York to honor and send well wishes to the Rough Riders anthem rapper. Hundreds of fans and peers uh, attended the visual on Monday evening. On Friday, uh, beginning of a quote, on Friday night, April 2nd, 2021, our brother, son, father, and colleague DMX birth named of Earl Simmons was admitted to White Plains, New York Hospital facing serious health issues, end of quote. DMX's family said in a statement released earlier to E.T., quote, we ask that you please keep Earl slash DMX and us in your 
in your thoughts, wishes and prayers, as well as respect our privacy as we face these challenges. Thank you. End of quote. And so what the reason why I'm mentioning DMX as well as Litanaz X again is because obviously they're both um, topics that are have been trending over the last week and a half in the media, in pop culture. Of course, Litanaz X for his music video and his mockery towards God and the church and um, his 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 depictions of um lap dances and just different sexual things with Satan. Um, and then we have DMX who is hospitalized in in serious condi- in critical condition. And so on one hand, I've seen um, Christians defending Little Nas X, and then I've seen some Christians condemning Little Nas X. And I've seen some Christians who've had a balanced approach to the Little Nas X thing. And then I see on the other hand, I see Christians praying and pulling uh, for DMX to pull through, which I think is awesome. But as I see a melting pot, it, it seems like the reason why I'm mentioning all of this is because we as the church are divided on a lot of things. Um, and, and it shows in how we approach different topics and different things that that are happening in in popular culture. Um, it, for example, it has shown in our approaches to race relations. We're still arguing and having uh, unfruitful debates about race and, and injustice, even within the church right now. And we've had I've seen some fruitful discussions and and, and dialogues around race and discussion. I'm, I, and, and I'm trying to be balanced because I don't want to act like God, the Lord isn't moving in the church and, and people aren't being um, challenged in their thinking and, and being edified. But me talking about this topic is in hopes that we can make more strides as the body of Christ to love each other and operate in love. Um, and, and the reason why I say that is because when I think about when we lack balance as Christians, when we're too overly critical or too worldly, it's usually because we lack a love for God and a love for people. And so um, I've been asking myself, and I want you to ask yourself, this question do you lack balance as a Christian because it seems like if we're not being overly critical and overly judgmental of people and sending people to hell we're celebrating the things that send people to hell we're celebrating the systems or system that is anti-Christ and watering down the gospel and compromising truth and, and, and so the question I've been asking myself is wh- where is the balance? Where is the balance? Because truth is not an excuse to be self-righteous. I'm going to say that again. Truth is not an excuse to be self-righteous. 
having truth is not an excuse to be be um, rude and unloving to people. But empathy doesn't require compromising truth. Like me having empathy <clears throat> does not require me defending a person's actions and their sin. Like even when we look at Jesus and and the prostitute, Mary Magdalene, when she was caught in the act of adultery, right? The Pharisees and the religious leaders are about to stone her. And Jesus comes to the rescue and says, hey, let he who is without sin cast the first stone. And the Bible lets us know that they begin to drop their stones one by one and they were convicted at heart and they and they all walked away. And Jesus says to her, woman, where are the where are your accusers? Where are they who condemn you? And she says, and I'm speaking in layman's terms, there are none left. They, they're gone. There are no accusers. There are none who condemn me. And Jesus responds and says, neither do I. And he ends with go and sin no more. And so we see this this balance between our Lord and Savior, a, a balance between, hey, yeah, you're guilty. But I didn't come to condemn you. You see what I'm saying? And I read John three sixteen through, I believe, t uh, 21 last week where. We go beyond just John three sixteen, where it says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And then it goes on in the later verses to talk about how the, the, the son of God didn't come into the world to condemn the world. But he came that the world might be saved through him. And so he gave himself. And so a lot of times we don't know how to be honest with people in a loving way. We don't know how to tell people the truth without condemning them in the process where we we as Christians. And, and this has been a challenge where I've been challenging myself because the Bible says this in First Corinthians, chapter 13, verse um, verse six. It says, love does not rejoice at wrongdoing but rejoices with truth. And so there's a balance to it. What is what is self-righteousness? What are attributes of self-righteousness, right? When a person is self-righteous, when I'm self-righteous, when you're self-righteous, you have the ability to break down what's wrong with a person and why a person is in sin and, and, and why they're why they are evil, why they are being used by the devil uh, without telling them about the love of God, without telling them about what Jesus did on the cross for them. You just focus on what's wrong with them and why they're why they're on their way to hell. And you never share the good news with them. And, and we look down on people sometimes and 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 sometimes we forget where the Lord, what the Lord saved us from. Sometimes we forget the pit that he pulled us out of. And so as a result, we lack compassion. We have truth, but we lack compassion. And so 
truth is not love in and of itself. You can actually be telling the truth and not be doing it in the spirit of love. On the other hand, you have people I've watched different Christian influencers defend like a Nas X. And I'm always leery of Christians who always paint the church as the bad guy. The person who always paints the church as unloving and and judgmental, not saying that there aren't self-righteous and judgmental Christians, but there's also a righteous judgment as well. The Bible never tells us not to judge. Number one, (laughs) when Jesus says, judge not lest ye be judged, you got to read the rest of Matthew 7. He's not saying don't judge. He's saying don't be a hypocrite in your judgment because he goes on to talk about, hey, judge not lest ye be judged. And he goes on to talk about with the with the measure you judge others, you're going to be judged. And he goes on to say before you deal with the speck in your brother's eye, he says, deal with the log in your own eye. And once you deal with your issues and, and, and you you truly submit your issues and what you're doing to God, then come and restore your brother. See, we don't know how to tell the truth in the spirit of restoration. There's a difference between telling the truth in the spirit of restoration and telling the truth in a spirit of condemnation. There's a big difference. But on the opposite end of that, I see certain Christians who who are always politicking to just be be loved by the world. And so they paint the church as overly judgmental, as if they're the only Christian out here who loves nonbelievers. And, and, and so it becomes weird because you can be. You can be so consumed with trying to win the world that you brush their sin under the rug. Like, that's why last week I talked when we talked about the Little Nas X situation. And again, one of the reasons why I mentioned DMX is because with him in the situation he is in, what I've been observing from many Christians has been super dope because I just, I haven't seen many Christians or any for that matter, be uh, condemned DMX or, or say, man, hey, that's why he, he needs to know the Lord or, you know, t- take it as an opera. Like we know he needs God. We all need God, right? But I've seen Christians in a sense, um, attack other Christians who looked at what Little Nas X was doing as demonic. And that's weird to me. It's weird to me when a Christian says, hey, what Little Nas X isn't, isn't, he's not worshiping Satan. He's just responding to the church, um, judging him and rejecting him. He's not, re- and, and it's like, I'm of the belief that two things can be true. People worship Satan all the time as a result of rejection and hurt. When you're walking in darkness, when you're 
living in sin, technically you're worshiping Satan. (laughs) Even if it's not always intentionally like in my mind, hey, I'm purposely worshiping Satan. No, if you're living in sin and serving yourself, you're worshiping Satan. According to first John chapter three, he that practices sin is of unrighteousness. You know what I'm saying? And so it goes into that. But I think we as Christians, what we what happens is we we find ourselves at odds on different issues. And as a result of us being at odds on different issues in pop culture, whether it's race or um, music industry or or just different things that's happened in politics, we find ourselves at odds because we lack love I truly believe that we lack a love for God and we lack a love for each other and the reason why I say that is because when we look at what Jesus said when he said the greatest what the greatest commandment is when we look at Matthew 27 and 22 and verse 37 or or or, um, Luke 10 and 27 he says the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all of your heart and all of your mind. And then he goes on to say that the second great, the second commandment is likened unto the first, to love your neighbor as yourself. And so when I see us not just divided having disagreements but us arguing and 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 hating each other and hating the world not the system but hating people in the world um <clears throat> it shows me that we don't we we've been alienated from the love of God and and we don't fear God because if we truly loved God we would love people the right way. We wouldn't condemn people, but we also wouldn't make an excuse for people's sin. And so empathy, I think it's important to have empathy towards people um, and why they're Um, doing what they're doing or responding in the way that they're responding. Um, That's why with the little Nas X uh, situation, I read some of his tweets and he put, he put out some more messages. It sounds like he was rejected by, by, by the church and condemned at one point in time. And I don't know his situation. I don't know his story. I don't know how legitimate it is. He, he could have been offended by the most loving Christian ever. He just didn't want the message. But it sounds like he experienced a form of church hurt. And I know some people don't like the terminology, the term church hurt. But church hurt is a real thing. And I think we should be empath- have empathy towards people who have been hurt by people in the church. Uh, um, because people come to church with their guards down a lot of times. And the reason why they come to church with their guards down is because they they're trusting the church is a place that's there to help them heal. 
And, and what happens is it's nothing worse than having your guards down, coming to the person who you're or, or the body of people you're expecting to help you. And they um, make an open wound worse because the reality is people who go to church are super flawed. If you haven't gotten that from this show, <laughs> we as believers have a lot of work to do. Sometimes we could be some of the most nasty people ever. Sometimes we could be nasty and because we're, we're so self-righteous. Um, that's one thing about self-righteousness. It, it, it hinders you from seeing yourself through the uh, soberly. It hinders you from seeing yourself through the lens of Christ. And I think that self-righteousness goes both ways. It's not just the person, the person who's self-righteous is not just the person who's condemning people, but it's also the person who's making an excuse for sin and compromising. That's a form of self-righteousness too, because when you take, when you take the grace of God for granted or, or use the grace of God as a license to sin, that's because you have faith in yourself or, or you think God um, honors your flesh or, or your will above his own. <laughs> and so as two types of self-righteousness, they just look different. And so I think a lot of times we're divided because we lack love. We lack compassion. And so we should be able to not just pray for a DMX or um but we should be able to look at a little Nas X. We shouldn't have to wait till he's on his deathbed and to say, hey, I want to see you. Like we should be able to um, recognize, hey, the enemy is using this hurt and this frustration and this bitterness for his sake. But the person that he's using is a person who needs grace and the saving grace of Jesus. And so. I'm I'm saying all this to say this. This is a lot of the topics that I talk about on this show are things that I'm wrestling through myself. And in the process of me wrestling through these things, I'm 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 asking the Lord to help me to love him more and to love people the way that he wants me to love people. Not the way that different cliques are telling me to love people. Not the way your denomination is telling me to love people. But I want to love people the way Jesus loves people. And I think a lot of times we lack love because we've become so high-minded. Um, we've become so full of ourselves that we that we we forget that love is selfless that love is patient love is kind um paul tells us to esteem our brothers more than ourselves to consider our brothers and sisters more than ourselves and so i believe that as we begin to pursue christ the heart of christ and deny ourselves deny Forget about our presuppositions and and really seek God for ourselves. Not saying that we uh, shouldn't um, submit ourselves to leadership and, and godly counsel, 
But sometimes we think that fellowship and listening to sermons and different teachings and reading different books are a replacement for our personal time in prayer and reading the Bible. I, I, I tr- I'm a firm believer, and I'm going to say this, and I'm going to be done because I don't want to keep going on and on and on. I'm a firm believer that we as Christians shouldn't just, we shouldn't, there should never be a time where we're not reading the Bible. And when I say reading the Bible, I'm not talking about reading other, uh, reading devotions, devotionals and reading theological books. I'm talking about we as Christians need to start studying the Bible and allow the Holy Spirit to teach us directly. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't read or um, use other resources because God speaks through different resources and everything, but we have to allow the Holy Spirit to lead and guide us. A A lot of us are depending on other people's words more than we are the Holy Spirit. A lot of us are depending on other people's writings and, and, and commentary and point of view more than we are the Holy Spirit. And so as a result, we begin to adopt different mindsets and presuppositions that are not all the way in line with the Lord, that are not all the way in line with the heart of God. And so we find ourselves being more loyal to our cliques, our political parties, our denominations and and, and, and circles than we are truth. That's why we we have to worship. This is a part what I'm talking about is is a big part of worshiping in spirit and in truth. And so I want I want to encourage you guys. I want to thank you guys for tuning in to episode 100. I got more on the way. Make sure you go to pathofrevelationnow.com. Leave your prayer requests, suggestions for future shows. Um, I got merch on, on the site. I got different things for you. I pray that you've been blessed by today's episode. Listen, share this with somebody. Make sure if you haven't subscribed to the show, make sure you subscribe. Listen, thank you for tuning in to the Path of Revelation podcast. And this is where the culture meets scripture.